taking on Clubhouse and the whole social audio space, Twitter this week announced an expansion of Twitter spaces to everyone with more than 600 followers, and also that users on Android devices would now have full capabilities to host Twitter spaces and really be treated the same as iOS users. It's episode 409 of the Dan York Report, and a lot has happened recently in Twitter, Twitter spaces, all of this. I talked about this before, back on in February on show 406, where I gave a whole view of Twitter spaces, what it was like, my initial thoughts, all of the different pieces that were there, and a lot has happened. The folks at Twitter, the, the spaces team has been hard at work trying to provide a much more superior uh, platform for doing this. Some of the great things that have happened since then, since that show back in February, is you now have descriptions on a Twitter space. You can put a title there basically so people can see what is it you're gonna be talking about. They've introduced a whole bunch of moderation controls where you can block and remove people. You can, if somebody turns out to be a speaker and you don't want them to be, you can demote them back to audience very easily. You can kick people out of your Twitter space if you don't want to. They've also put in labels and warnings if someone you've blocked is speaking in a space that you're about to join or doing that. They've recently added a whole bunch of muting controls where the hosts can go and mute individual speakers or can mute everyone. They can do all of those. They've also been doing a great amount of work on accessibility and improving the, the style, the capabilities of the uh, captions so that somebody who is, uh, is deaf or hard of hearing, or, or really anyone who may not be able to listen fully, can be able to see the captions that are going along inside of that. So that's all been happening over the past really just couple of months here. Today, or this week, Monday, May 3rd, they announced that it's available to everyone. They also announced the full Android support as far as the hosting, all of that. It's been in beta for a bit. And also they've done a couple of things which you can more easily see when somebody you're following has a space going on. They put a little purple glow around people's avatar in the stream. They've done some other different pieces like this. So really just uh, uh, expansion. And I think what's interesting is we'll, be, we'll see how many people are actively using Twitter spaces or what new spaces people start to go and use. When I look right now inside my my Twitter system, I can see that right now at the top in the fleets bar, there are several different, uh, in fact, there's a whole bunch of these going on right now. So already we're seeing much more usage of it than we were in the past, potentially. So this is good. Let's see where this all goes as far as what's happening. What was also interesting was what they talked about in as far as upcoming features. Now, one of the upcoming features they announced today, and it's not directly tied to spaces, but it is something certainly that can help with that, and that is the introduction of a tip jar. And this is something that, is, that will be available to, uh, to anybody, where you could set up a tip jar on your account and somebody could be able to go and send you uh, tips. And so they could send you some kind of you know money, a donation, whatever else. And it's set up to use uh, a number of different kinds of cash applications, things like PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, Bandcamp, Patreon, some things like this. So you could be able to do this. I say this in this context because this is something that people have been looking at 
in terms of spaces and having a space. And if you really liked what you were in with the space, you could be able to go and give somebody a tip as a way of saying thank you or doing something like that. So I think that's that's really interesting as far as what they go. But Twitter, in their announcement this week, talked about much more than that. There is, and they showed screenshots of, of things they're developing around ticketed spaces where you could go and hosts could set up a way to have ticketed spaces where you could go and set ticket prices and the quantity and things like that. So you could be able to go and say, I'm going to do this space. I'm going to open it to 50 people. The price will be whatever. And you could sell tickets. I should back up too and say that tip jar thing I mentioned is in beta now with some people uh, and that they can use it. Anybody could send to a tip jar if you saw it, but it's in beta and with people actually being able to offer it. So they say that a limited number of group of people around the world who use Twitter in English can add a tip jar and accept tips. More to come. Likewise, this ticketed spaces is in the future category. It's things that are not out yet, but they're rapidly cycling through and we're seeing what's what they're doing with this. They also talked about co-hosting. This was something that people had requested and you know in the Twitter spaces beta and the program that was going on here if you want to have somebody else helping you manage this space or uh, and it says you can choose up to two other people to manage participants and info like the title and description and pieces like that so stay tuned again this is something else coming up in the future a big one I think that many of us are looking forward to is scheduling and the ability to go and schedule a space, you can be able to say, I'm going to do this space at you know 3 p.m. on a certain day, a couple of weeks in advance potentially, and be able to have that out there, be able to get people subscribed to notifications, see notifications, all of that. Now, you know, let's see where this comes out. But if this does deliver, this could really offer a lot more capabilities. They also talked all about uh, improved captions. You know, right now they have some that are automatically generated, but they're looking to make them even better, give you the ability to start and stop them, do some pieces like that, just to make it easier for somebody to uh, to be able to work with it. Again, we'll have to see. Now, I was personally intrigued by a thread that was set up by one of the people involved with the de- design development of the of spaces, where uh, they ask about recording and what did people want in a recording capability, and and. You know, I asked, I said that, you know, my interest as somebody who does a lot of podcast creating like this is that I'd like the ability to start and stop the recording. You know, I'd like to be able to have a space where I could have a, you know, a green room kind of thing where I could be on with a speaker. We could be getting things together, getting ready to go. I could even be engaging with the audience, doing stuff like that. And then when we're ready to go, we we start, we, we start the, start the recording we go through and then we finish recording it and then potentially be able to stop it and continue to talk, you know, end anything we want to do, interact with the other people in the space, anything like that. And then, of course, I want to be able to download that audio to be able to do post-production, potentially to add in anything else, you know, add in intros, outros, bumpers, anything like that, and then potentially share that somewhere. I could very much see using spaces instead of doing what I'm doing now where I'm streaming this on Twitch. I could be actually using a Twitter space to record this episode and potentially have guests be able to work with that and and do that, work with that. 
Now, one of the comments multiple people had in this Twitter thread around recording was people wanting to have the consent, you know, clearly indicated that you were going into a, uh, a, a Twitter space where it was recorded. So you knew that if you spoke out, you would be recorded. And, and I totally agree with that. I think that's a very valuable thing for people entering into space. They should know that if they raise their hand and speak, it will be recorded. Now, in my own case, my own use case of recording podcasts, I have less of a concern around consent because usually I'm going to be inviting my guests uh, in advance. I'm going to have the people coming in. We're going to agree on a time. They're going to meet. We're going to do that. And so I've already got their consent because they're the guest. Similarly, anyone joining in and requesting to speak, I can inform them. I mean, you know, I'm going to put a title on this recording, a podcast episode, something like this. It's going to be very clear around that. And obviously, if they choose to speak, I want I can tell them that, you know, (laughs) we're recording. You're joining into this. You're doing this. But for people just joining a space, if they're just you know popping by and they want to come in and look at this and listen to it, it would be good, of course, to have some kind of way to go and do that kind of consent. Uh, somebody else mentioned, uh, somebody else on there in the thread I thought was a good one, said multi-track recording for each speaker or at least one for the host and one for each co-host so that uh, you could be able to have different tracks potentially that you could be able to download and, and do different kinds of post-processing. For those not involved in in podcasting, this is something quite frequently that we do. We'll record different tracks for the the hosts and guests, so then you can apply different levels of amplification or compression or normalization, whatever you need to do, to bring the audio levels to a consistent quality when you're doing something across that. So all of these are are great things to see coming down the road. The question, of course, will be timelines. Now, I'm watching on Twitter. The Twitter Spaces team is iterating very quickly. Like I said toward the beginning, they've already delivered a great amount of functionality just in the past couple of months. You know, and just and they continue to do it. Now, the one that I'm really looking forward to is, and they and they tease it, they're talking about it, is to have Spaces available on the web, because uh, to me this is really the the killer feature in some ways, the killer of Clubhouse anyway is because of the fact that right now you're, you have to do it all. All the interaction happens on your mobile device. It has to be on there. But when you can open it up to Twitter users on the web, even if it's just to listen to a space, okay, that is a huge jump, I think, in the capacity and the reason why you might want to do a Twitter space versus using Clubhouse or any of the many other social audio tools that are out there right now. We'll have to see. They've they've teased about it. They're talking about it. Let's see where this actually comes. Then the other one, personally, I, Twitter. Can you please make it work on the iPad? Oftentimes, I don't sit there with my phone, but I'm using my iPad, and I'd love it on that. That's you know, first world problem for sure. But I would love to see it if that was uh, something that they could make available. Now, of course, Clubhouse is not standing still while Twitter and all these others go and assault their their space as the ruler of this social audio sphere, they, uh, they've been making reminders available. They've also started their external testing on Android. So now while Twitter Spaces is out now with full control, they've done their beta, all of this, Clubhouse is at least doing some testing out there on Android to see where it will go. We'll have to see. You know, A lot more is coming down the, ro- the, the, uh, the road. 
My next episode, we'll talk about Facebook's entry into this and all of what they're looking at with regard to social audio. So we'll have to see. I do have this larger question, though, with all of these. It's really kind of like, so who has the time for all of this? And as the pandemic starts to fade in some parts of the world, while in other places it's ravaging, it's just crazy and insane, but in some parts of the world, specifically the U.S., some parts of Europe and things, there is some return to normal. Also places like Australia, New Zealand, other parts of the world. And so the question is, as this starts to fade and we can start to meet people again, will people still want to be part of these social audio tools? I, I wonder because, you know, for me, I got access to the Twitter Spaces beta. I did some work with it. I did some stuff. And then I, I, I had to go back into full-on work mode with some pieces and deadlines. And, and I just haven't had the time. I, I don't have time at work to have a background conversation going on typically. I might have background music or something like that. And when I'm not at work, when I'm driving or when I'm doing other stuff, I, I personally prefer to listen to podcasts because I can start at the beginning and I can pause, resume, repeat sections, all things that I can't do in the live audio streams that you have with Twitter Spaces or Clubhouse or other pieces, which again is why I'm interested in the recording fact side of it. I mean, I think some of this with, with Clubhouse, with Twitter Spaces is cool because you can go in and in that moment, if you're looking for something to listen to, I can go and click on this, listen, join in, do this. Much more like the radio experience that we've had with traditional terrestrial radio, where I can just turn on the radio and listen to whatever's on. I can flip to another station. I can do that kind of thing. But I don't have a chance to go back and listen. I don't. I, it's, it's in the moment. It's all of that. I definitely think there's a role for that. I just wonder as we come out of the pandemic, will it have truly the role that, that we're seeing with all of the hype and energy and everything else going through there? We'll have to see. And I would love to hear your comments around that. Have you started using Twitter spaces? Have you, or do you use Clubhouse? Do you listen to things on Clubhouse? Do you listen to things on Twitter Spaces? Have you tried any of these? Will these announcements now cause you to want to go and try it even more? What do you think? I'd love to hear your comments. You could leave them here at soundcloud.com slash danyork where I post this, or you can leave them to me on Twitter. You can leave them to me on, you know, uh, anywhere I put this. A Mastodon, I'm out there as danyork at mastodon.social. You can um, put it on LinkedIn, anywhere. I'd love to hear your comments. What do you think about this expansion with Twitter Spaces? What what would make you use it more? Will you use it? Do you find it interesting? Or is it just a distraction or fad you think will go away? Love to hear your comments around that. That's all for this week. You can find more of my audio and writing at danyork.me. If you found this episode helpful and would like someone to come on, your podcast and talk about these things or be a speaker or panelist in a conference session or webinar or come onto a Twitter space and talk about this or a clubhouse stage, please contact me. You can just find me at most relevant to this show as Dan York on Twitter. You can also contact me as Dan at danyork.org or other places around there, but do drop a note. We have a choice of futures and this is part of those futures and we have to choose wisely. It's important for us all to think about these issues, what they mean, how they work, and everything else. Thanks for listening. 
and bye for now and maybe you'll see me on a Twitter space soon.